0: Welcome back to the Animal Cloud podcast, where we dive into what Animal Cloud is and who the people behind the scenes are. Today's guest is Chris Matos, the co founder and COO or chief of operations at Animal Cloud. Chris, could you please tell us more about yourself?
1: Woo, yes. Thank you, Blakely. Uh, I'm really excited to be here today. A little bit about me I am uh, 26, I'm a senior at TCU, final semester. I was in the Marines for four years, Marine Corps Infantry URA. And yes, I'm the COO and co-founder of Animal Cloud. So I um, help build up the departments right now. And um, it's my job and responsibility to know all the details of every, essentially of every single department that we have. So, uh, can be a challenging task and sometimes the weekly tasks change on a on a weekly basis so that was a little bit
0: that's so cool so how did the idea of animal cloud to come together and then what is the future of animal cloud what is the vision for the future oh
1: geez okay okay um so originally let's see so in the timeline let's go back to 20 to the beginning of 2020 January um it wasn't uh this wasn't originally animal cloud we were uh, our professors uh, told us about this website uh, techlinkcenter.org i believe it is uh essentially it's like the the basement of the united states government and that's where they house all of their their patents that they would like to um that they would like people to like try and commercialize um so to Dylan and myself, that sounds sounds pretty freaking awesome, you know. Um, and they have like a bu- they had a bunch of cool things like like personal laser beams and cannons and stuff like that. But uh, we settled on uh, this software, and we were originally called Ranch Hand um, and we were going to go into the cattle industry um, and really try and tackle the problems and inefficiencies that go on within the cattle industry um, and really um, hopefully try and solve uh, BRD. Um, But pitching this competition, pitching in different competitions, um, (laughs) the reaction was just crickets. So and this wasn't just one time. It wasn't just a one and done. This was this was several. Um, so there were a lot of challenges in the cattle industry. And I'm not saying don't, you know, just because something is challenging, don't go after it. It was, uh, this was just a little different. Um, and speaking with some people, you know, they said that we would be stepping on um, different ranchers or maybe farmers' um, um, toes by messing with their taxes. You know, we don't, that's that's one thing that we definitely don't want to do. So. We ended up getting a lot of traction with uh, working animals um, I got to we or both Dylan and I we both got to uh, do a ride along with a with some officers in uh, haltham city Halham City police Department uh their canine units so that was that was awesome. They loved the idea they thought it was they thought it was pretty sweet um, and that was something also that was easy to go after. Um, I'm a dog, I'm a dog owner. Um, and then just hearing some article or reading some articles, uh, Arlington police department had a, had a dog go down from heat exhaustion, um, named Mojo. And, uh, it, it, we found out that a lot of the officer's job is very observational when it comes to, um, looking after their, their working animal. Um, and it seems like, you know, this was at the time 2020 that we could, you know, take a lot of that observational, um, awareness and give them more situational awareness and give them technology to help monitor their animal. And, um, so that's where, that's where things really kind of started to, to change and, and, take off for us.
0: I love all the perseverance that went into that story and how you guys kept getting told like crickets and all these different things you had to look out for. And then the personal aspect of when somebody loves this animal so much, but unfortunately due to whatever reason, right, the health kind of dips. And I love how that's kind of shaped what animal cloud is, is making sure that less of those fatalities happen. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And um, and it was honestly, it was uh, it has been a crazy, crazy ride because, like I said, originally it was trying to go into the cattle industry um, and then kind of pivoted away from that to go into working animals. So dealing, you know, working hand in hand with police officers and, you know, we're certainly not blind to, you know, all the. Um, challenges that were faced uh, last year especially with with law enforcement so that got thrown on top of us as well um, you know one thing that we we have said is um, you know we haven't ourselves came across any any um, you know bad bad officers everyone that we've worked with has they've all been ethical and really really great people um, so we haven't had any Personal challenges working with with law enforcement.
0: That's great, Chris. Could you please expand more on what is the vision of Animal Cloud for the future?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, gosh, we really have such uh, great aspirations for for Animal Cloud. Um, well, actually, our full name is Animal Cloud Device Connectivity, and that is uh, very intentional. Um, so our, you know, summed up our, our, business is ACDC. Um, you know, hopefully we don't get in trouble for that in the future. Um, that's part of the vision is not getting in trouble for that. Um, just kidding. Um, but really everything that something that's very meaningful to us is knowledge and exploration. So something that we try to continuously do is to seek knowledge and exploration to really improve the continuation and longevity of all life. So yes, our name is Animal Cloud. Um, however, with everything that we want to do in the future, it's not going to be just beneficial to animals because, at the end of the day, we are all in this ecosystem. You know, together. Um, so anything it's anything that that benefits them can also benefit us, Um, you know, we're, we're like obsessed with, with outer space. And one of the reasons for that is because the commercialization of outer space like is happening right now in our lifetime. So it's a very exciting time to, you know, be alive right now. Um, a bunch of people shooting rockets up into the air um, that is that's so fascinating um and to even think of the possibility of there being you know like a human base camp living on living on the moon or living on on Mars um, one thing that I like to think about is uh beyond just you know what we're doing right now as far as like connecting devices um for animals is is to, to think about, like, what that would look like on another planet. Um, because, again, you know, this, these are the things that are, like, happening. Um, you know, and as far as I know, like, no one is considering, you know, animals in outer space. And for for me, I don't think, or it would certainly be challenging for for humanity to exist outside of Earth without animals. Um, um, So there's there's uh, plenty of of benefits of, you know, having them having them with us up there. Um, You know, we could possibly even use like animal instincts to to help teach us more about another about another planet, you know, like, say, like Mars. So I know this is I know that's super far out there. But
0: um, um, yeah, I think that's really cool and unique because Honestly, how many companies really think about space Mm -hmm. when they're just getting started and when they're thinking about how far do we want this to go and who do we want to serve and the fact that you're so focused on all the interconnectivity of everything. And making sure that Animal Cloud is helping the ecosystem, not just animals. I think that that's really unique and something that really differentiates Animal Cloud as a company. Mm -hmm, mm
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, and I know Dylan says this a lot too, uh, from from Jeff Bezos. You know, like uh, all big things start small. So that's something that we that that we. Probably say like on a weekly basis, because um, uh, I mean, it's it's absolutely true um, to think of these these like big and like great things. It's all fine and dandy, but it, you got to start um, somewhere. Wow. And, you know, so that's that's really what we're doing, trying to stay focused.
0: So going back to kind of the evolution of things, mm-hmm. how will Animal Cloud evolve as technology evolves? What will that journey and process look like?
1: gosh well it's one thing that i i try to think about is um it's it's one it's hard to predict like where the technology is gonna go i mean we have some of course we definitely have like idea and you know some plans of like what the next year or two could look like but um one thing i like to think about is the introduction of uh 4g technology um if I was to ask you, Blakely, you know, before we had smartphones and I asked you, what sort of apps would you like to have on your new smartphone? Do you think you'd be able to answer that question? And really? Not
0: to make you feel old, but I do believe I would be like four or five.
1: Ah, OK. OK. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was a yeah. Okay, certainly. I yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Um,
0: so I probably would have asked for video games. I used to play one like with a rat on a scooter all the time. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. Um, <laughs> um, what I was what I'm trying to get at is like, you know, we're now on like the the cusp of like a new a new G. You know, the new five G. Um, so we don't really fully understand like what all the capabilities are going to be become that are going to become of that you know before 4G you know if we could tell someone you're going to be able to monitor you'd be able to wear a watch connected to your phone and monitor your health all at the same time like that wouldn't really make sense because before that you were just able to like text and call and you know that's pretty much the essentials of a phone um so it's it's really exciting again um besides the commercialization of space, but it's also an exciting time for technology too, being on the doorstep of an entire new uh, wave of, of connectivity. Um, it's it's really taking off in the industrial side as far as internet of things. Um, and to quickly sum up the internet of things, IoT is pretty much just the connect connecting different things to the internet. So in like a home, that means, um, refrigerator, washer, a dryer, your TV, you know, anything that you connect to the internet is the internet of things.
0: I really like that explanation. So kind of stepping away from the technology for a second, mm-hmm. what would you say were the challenges that you faced as a startup from a co-founder point of view and a COO point of view?
1: Okay. Um, so some of the challenges that we faced as a, as a startup, were gosh, you know, some of the typical things, you know, like I remember pricing pricing was was a challenge for for a long time. And I mean, it's and, you know, some ways it still is. Um, uh, It's really hard to come up with a a price that you're comfortable with, with uh, like not knowing all the expenses that that uh, are associated with it. Another one, like typical one was like logo and graphic design work. Um, you know, but there's, there's sites out there like Fiverr and different things. Um, but the, the real challenges, um, have came from, from me myself. Um, you know, I feel like if I am unorganized, then, you know, that unorganization is then going to be a part of the company. And I, I mean we've seen that, uh, we've seen that happen too. Um, uh, you know, if, if I micromanage someone and that now limits, uh, someone's creativity and potential, you know, if I'm not pushing someone, then that is now inhibiting someone's growth. So those are far greater challenges than anything that I said before, as far as you know, like pricing or logos, like those are all, you know, can really be quick fixes, but the challenges, the most difficult challenges really come from, from an individual.
0: That's interesting. Cause it sounds like there's a lot of accountability that goes into it that maybe some people don't really realize. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, absolutely. So, I mean, likely, so you're with us. Um, and I, I mean, you can remember, um, I have, I was, I was distracted for almost an entire month. All right. Cause my, my role is the COO. Um, and I, I'm not, I shouldn't be, you know, at, at the, and um, the role that I was, that I was, uh, kind of filling the shoes in, um, you know, we spent two weeks, you know, interviewing almost, gosh, it was almost like 50 people. Um, you know, you were one of them, and um, so it was two weeks of that, and then there was an empty spot to fill. Um, and before asking anyone, I just kind of deep dove into it um, out of out of urgency. Uh, <laughs> there needed to be a plan set, um, so it was, it was really easy to, to deep dive into that. And, and luckily Dylan was like, he, he let it, he let it go for two weeks, but then he, he just, you know, kind of grabbed me. was like, dude, you're, you're, you're going down. You're getting, it's, you're getting bombarded, man. Like you can't let's, let's, let's get Peyton in there. Let's get, let's let her grow. And I was like, oh man, geez, it was like such a huge relief. I was like, yes, that's, that's totally right. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, we need to let her grow and and become the leader that, that we see in her, that she sees in herself and that, that we want her to be. Um, one thing that I've, that I've told Peyton in the past is I want you to be able to um, take my job, you know, um, and that goes into one, trying to be the trying to be one of the best leaders that you can be um, and also into a book. It's called good to great, you know, like to be a great company, you got to, you got to be able to uh, like have replacements in, in a way, uh, if you, if no, one, if no one's able to replace you and you know, you leave and then your company goes down then you know, it's not, <laughs> you're not a great company. So
0: I love that. And I can honestly say, I love working at animal cloud. It has been Amazing. And I'm so glad I'm one of the people that you guys accepted. So kind of going back to wanting to be a great company and wanting to really set the foundation for sustainability within your company. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give entrepreneurs listening in who kind of also have that desire to really start something and not be good, but to be great?
1: Oh, wow. Um, Let's see. So well, first let's go, let's go into some advice. Um, you know, one thing, and I didn't, this was just recent as far as like, you know, I just started this like a year and a half ago, so I'm by no means the expert, but reading books, um, has been one of the, one of the, one of the best things for me. Um, I wish I was reading books in the Marines. I'd only read a, maybe a couple, like a handful. Um, um, so definitely, definitely reading books. There's people out there that have that have you know spent, you know, most of their lives like researching, and then they put it all into you know 300, 400 pages, and then you just get to soak in that, soak in that knowledge. Uh, so it'll help you know prevent mistakes rather than you having to make those things and then learn from them. Um, you know, you can read about it and then, you know become aware of it. You're like, wow, okay, cool. I don't, I don't have to make that, um, that same mistake. And uh, definitely uh, checking your ego is is something that, that must be done as well. Um, uh, Ryan Holiday talks about it. He's a, you know, he's a big speaker into stoicism um, for a book on ego is the enemy. Because uh, I mean, really, Especially, I think as an as an entrepreneur, it is definitely easy to like drink your own Kool Aid, you know. Um, and especially like whenever you're sharing your ideas with like friends and family, and you know they can oftentimes like really elevate you. So it's it's uh, it's good to get it's good to get gut checked any time anytime you can. Um, so that's that's something that I certainly. You know, don't take the wrong way. If I do get, you know, gut checked, um, um, it's it's at the end of the day very beneficial. Um, keeps you grounded. You know, keeps your keeps your feet in the dirt. Um, and then finding mentors, gosh, that has been the also one of the best things is finding people that will like donate their time to make sure that that you are set up to like see success in the future Um, they give you the most honest and like often you know critical advice but it's all out of all out of love you know not looking for for anything in return you know so the mentors that we have um actually our director of entrepreneurship at, at tcu um has been so invaluable um you know another one of our professors um also just all all very invaluable uh, to, to everything that we've accomplished so far up until this point
0: that's amazing and it sounds like just from all the different medias that you are consuming whether it be like a person a book or a speaker it sounds like you've really learned a lot and that it's been really applicable to having this start mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: yes absolutely I mean and and one thing uh, that that was also very very helpful was actually, I'm gonna, I got this from Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Um, uh, as as much as there's a lot of people out there that, that don't like him from on Shark Tank and stuff. But if you watch some of his YouTube videos, you know, you can see the, the kind of, he's got a kind of a different person. Um, but what I like most about him is that he's just brutally honest. Um, and, you know, tells things how it is. But one he said, well, one, some of the best advice that he had gotten, you know, was from a lady and she's like, are you, are you right a hundred percent of the time? And he's like, well, no, or well, like, are you right? You know, like 70% of the time. Well, well, no. She's like, well, stop, stop freaking talking 70% of the time. Maybe, you know, talk 30% of the time and spend 70% of your time listening. Um, so that's something that, that really resonated well with me. Um, I was like, wow, you know, I need to, I need to, I need to practice that same thing, Um, you know? So listening um, to to everyone um, um, rather than trying to um, voice my thoughts or opinion. And I'm not saying like, don't do that, but I'm just trying to drive home, you know, make sure that you are are listening. Um,
0: I 100% see that. Cause in all of our meetings, you just do such a good job of listening thinking and responding and giving us so much support so that we can do our jobs better
1: yeah um i mean that's i'm glad someone's noticed it. i've I've really been um sometimes i would practice it to an extreme um and i've told dylan this too uh so because it might have um i don't know It might have gotten to him a couple times um but sometimes i would go into a meeting and specifically tell myself all right chris sit myself down i was like don't say don't say a damn word in this meeting you're gonna listen the entire <laughs> time and then sometimes like i i welcome the awkward silence um so like, i i still you know stick to my guns i'm like i'm not saying i'm not saying anything unless it was, you know if this is a super important meeting then you know different story but um uh, it was uh it was a good challenge it was a lot of fun too um uh, maybe not for other people in the meeting but you know, on my end of the, on the uh, computer screen. And it was, you know, sometimes I was, you know, I was laughing, Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely good practice, you know, Um, maybe not take it to an extreme like I was doing, but uh, certainly, you know, fact of the matter, point being, you know, definitely do more listening if you are, if you are a talker. So
0: then kind of taking a step away from the advice, and thinking about more of your journey throughout Animal mm-hmm. Cloud, what has been your favorite part for working for Animal Cloud?
1: Ooh. Um, I'm gonna, you know, there's been, there's been so much really, and something that, um, I mean, we all need something that like, you know, helps us wake up in the morning, you know, gets gets our juices flowing. But for, you know, one thing really for me is kind of going back to the obsession of of outer space. And that's, you know, like working and trying to build something really like what I see is for, to help, you know, humanity's future. Um, uh, think Think about like, uh, you, have you seen that movie interstellar
0: no okay sad moment <laughs> sci-fi movies kind of freak me out because I have an illogical like and it's just i have a very irrational fear of space okay. i don't know why i love the idea of mm-hmm. it but I could never go to space okay
1: okay do you do you see that as a do you see that as a as a problem, like something that you would want to work on, or
0: I mean, I do enjoy some sci-fi novels, mm-hmm. so I'm sure I could get into it. It's just had it just hasn't been a priority of mine. I gotta okay. say,
1: okay, yeah, no worries. I mean, that's that's perfectly that's perfectly fine. Um, so, in the movie Interstellar, they they have these like uh, it's kind of like a ring you know um and it's uh you know there's homes and you know they figured something out with gravity where they can have you know like homes upside down and make it still work um but that that's it's a good illustration of like you know something that that could be um and and still with families living in in outer space um I still see animals, you know, with them. Um, and again, I don't—I haven't seen. Maybe I haven't been digging enough, um, you know, that many companies that that have animals a part of their, you know, space journey. Um, you know, even listening to 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 Elon and and his companies, it's it's all about you know, people and Mars and I haven't so much heard, um, animals and, you know, with people, um, uh, it, I'll say it again. You know, I don't, I feel like humanity can exist it'd be really challenging to exist in outer space without animals. So if we can, you know, help kind of ignite that then then I, I i see that as a really good thing so that's one thing that probably one of my favorite things um, since no one else is doing it you know we're kind of i see it as we're kind of taking the taking the lead on that role as far as like helping helping animals with us in outer space so
0: i think that's really cool because it's a very unique part of animal life that not everybody thinks about, right? Because we can't live without animals, right? Even on our on Earth, we're so reliant on the ecosystem of which surrounds mm-hmm. us that I've it's interesting because I've never thought about going to space and having animals there. But now it's like, how could I have mm-hmm. not? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So like once you start thinking about it, it's like um it just, it makes so much more sense. Um, uh, I mean, it, well, another space movie, The Martian. Uh, but even think about Matt Damon, how much um, easier things could have been if there was uh, uh, some kind of animal there, um, you know, with him. Um, background on that movie, he got stranded on Mars. Uh, so he started uh, uh, kind of colonizing it by himself, like planting I think it was Potatoes Um, anyways, but yeah, another another space movie for you.
0: I'll add Mm. it to the list. So going back to working at Animal Cloud and thinking about all these wonderful memories you've made and all this wonderful progress you've made, how would you describe the culture of Animal Cloud and how does that impact your business decisions?
1: That's a good question, Blake. The, um, if I can flip it just for a second, and I want to ask you, how would you describe the Animal Cloud culture?
0: I am excited about this. I would say that Animal Cloud is growth, right? Like, Whenever I go to meetings, I'm never seen as just an intern. I'm seen as like a part of a team and a team who wants to really help animals and really help the ecosystem around us. And it's just so much of teamwork and growth and learning how to maybe take your creativity or take your leadership style and take whatever you bring to the table and bring it to a dimension that you didn't realize you could.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. So um, I'm, I'm so happy that, that you, you know, you feel that way and you know, that things uh, really resonate with you. Um, And I mean, at the end of the day, we just really try to be good people. I mean, I feel like it's it's easier to be to be good than 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 it is bad. Um, you know, so we just try to be genuine. We are so focused on family, people, and also innovation at the same time, just to kind of set a uh, set a high standard. Um, and we 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 do we love we love creativity too so we will oftentimes have a um well we'll throw like business school then go out there you know like a democratic decision making um because we we really do you know like my brain and dylan's brain you know it's like two brains but if we can have everyone else's brains in there you know that's like 10 ideas just got thrown on top of one. And, you know, what can become of that is, I mean, tremendous. Um, So we really do like trying to foster uh, creativity um, and kind of goes back into what I was saying, you know, like if I'm micromanaging someone and that, that is limiting, literally limiting someone else's creativity. Um, So I should have said this earlier with the kind of the, challenges is um your awareness as a leader noticing those things um when you're doing the micromanaging or when you're unorganized and those things
0: interesting i like how we're kind of on the same page of the culture because honestly it's like whenever i come in and whenever i see all this i think how can you not mm-hmm. see it mm-hmm. it's just animal cod is one of those companies that was not only made with a purpose but with an intention and I think that's really really special yeah
1: I think I think you yeah I think you said it better than I did um, you know definitely built and doing things with with an intention um, um, one thing that I <laughs> that too is is we try and have we try and have fun, you know. If at the end of the day we fail, you know, might as well fail having fun. Um, so, definitely, I I want to try and try and create fun as much as I can. So, if you have any, if you have any tips for improvement, you know, on that, you know. As always, we are all ears.
0: Well, I always have a lot of fun, but I will let y'all know if I think of anything else.
1: Outstanding, outstanding. Um, you know, and some more things that kind of go into the culture, too, that that we're that we're trying to do is. Um, I know it's something that really resonates with you, and that's positivity. Um, um, I've, I haven't i have read it, but I've, I've listened to him. You know, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, um, and one of his most famous quotes. You know, if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Um, having. Having that good outlook on on things um, and trying to see trying to see stuff, you know, in, all, in alternative ways um, is is something that we that we try and do as well. Um,
0: so, kind of going not away from the culture because I believe that this question is still a part of the culture, but away from the business side and more focusing on the consumers and the customers. How do you want Animal Cloud to be remembered by consumers and customers?
1: For me, personally, um, I'd really want Animal Cloud to be remembered as the future of animals. Um, so not of just uh, you know, animal devices, or or of just animal health, or uh, you know, all of those things are important, but it's they're kind of like just the beginning and, you know, if you, the future of animals is trying to like be all encompassing. So not not just health, but also, you know, the future existence um, and continuation of them as well. Um, you know, bringing them on a journey with us. Um, so yeah, definitely the, the future of animals.
0: That's amazing because I know the future is always evolving. And if Animal Cloud really wants to be there for animals all the time, it kind of has to evolve too. And so I love that you're taking that into your mission statement and into everything that you do, creating something that's sustainable. And that's not only going to help animals now, but it's going to revolutionize it so that they are always helped and cared mm-hmm. for in the future. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us, Chris. I really enjoyed talking to you. I'm really glad that we got to talk more about Animal Cloud and what technology means, especially going into the culture of Animal Cloud and the technology behind it. So, and thank you to our listeners. I hope that you enjoyed Chris's insights on all of this. And if you want to join the Animal Cloud community, I would encourage you to check out our website at www.animal.cloud. Or join us on LinkedIn at Animal Cloud Device Connectivity, or follow us on Instagram at animal animalcloud.acdc. Thank you all for tuning in, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Animal Cloud Podcast.